Hi, it's Jill Schlesinger. Today on Better Off, we're talking life insurance with the CEO of Haven Life, Yaron Ben Zvi. We really believe that by making the process easier and faster for people, they're going to be more likely to buy because let's be honest, in today's day and age, we expect a great customer experience no matter where we go. Welcome to the Better Off Podcast, sponsored by Betterment, the smarter way to invest your money. I'm your host, Jill Schlesinger. Okay, today we are tackling something that everybody hates. Let's be honest, life insurance. It is a drag. It is an annoyance. But for many people, it's a necessity. And when you think about the different things that are going on in your life, marriage, birth, death, these are biggies, right? And life insurance can play a critical role. It used to be when you had to apply for life insurance, it was such a drag. As someone who once had to sit in front of a client and talk to them about their personal health and what was going on in their life and take these insurance applications and, oh, such a pain in the neck. So that was why I was so happy that we met Yaron Ben Zvi. He's the CEO of Haven Life. And Haven Life is just kind of a cool concept of how we are using technology to improve the various parts of our financial life. And when you hear about the product that he's talking about, I think you're going to understand exactly why it is taking off. And don't forget to listen to the very end of the show. That's when we hear from you and your financial questions. You've got two chances to get on the air every week. Every Tuesday, we do the Better Off Bonus Call of the Week. And then on the longer show on Thursdays, we have another caller. So just send us an email, askjill at betteroffpodcast.com. Mark will arrange all of the details. Love to hear from you. Love to get you on the air. So here we go. Here's our interview. Life insurance can be fun, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Your own Ben Zvi. You're listening to Better Off with Jill Schlesinger. Okay, it's time for the interview segment. We are joined by the CEO of Haven Life, Yaron Ben Zvi, who I already teased and said, an Irishman. That's right. I'm mm-hmm. very impressed with the way you said my name. So it's yes, good to be here. It's, uh, an Upper West Side Jew can kind <laughs> of get away with that. Uh, Yaron, we start off every single interview with a very important question. Let's get into it. your company. You ready? Yep. What's the best money decision you've ever made? Um. That's a really good question. It's an icebreaker. <laughs> That's a good icebreaker. Um, you know, I think for for me, the best decision I ever made was putting my retirement savings on autopilot. Nice. So I don't actually have to think about it. And when did you learn to do that? At what point? Um, you know, it was, it was really one of my first jobs that I had when I remember they kind of brought us into this big room and somebody, uh, I still remember this to this day, the guy who took us through what we should do with our 401k said... All you got to do is set it up and forget about it. And every once in a while, I check it, and I can't believe how much money's in there. That's awesome, right? And he was totally right. He's like, I don't think about it. And every once in a while, I look at it, and it's this wonderful surprise. That's great. So um, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, because here's what happened. We found out about Haven Life, which is basically seemed like a really easy way to buy life insurance. And Mark, the producer, best producer in the world, was like, we got to have these guys on. This is interesting. This is interesting to me. So first tell us, um, are you from the insurance industry? Yeah, it's a great, great question. So I actually came to the insurance industry as a customer, really because 
after my wife and I had our first kid, uh, somebody tapped me on the shoulder and said, you know, you're, now you're a grown-up. You really got to buy this stuff. And uh, I did what I always do with these things, which is I went online and I figured I would get this done pretty quickly and check it off my list. And what I found was really dramatically different from what my expectation was. Because when you go and you say term life insurance, you just type that in, There, you do get a slew of responses. You get a lot of responses. Uh, but what's difficult is how to make sense of all of those responses and also really figuring out how to take action in a way that is easy. Today, uh, a traditional life insurance process, typically it takes somebody four to six weeks to buy that policy. Wait, wait, wait. Four to six weeks to buy a term policy? It's pretty shocking. And if you think about the fact that the people who are buying these policies oftentimes are going through life transitions, right? We call them the the me-to-we moments. Yeah. You just had kids. You bought a house. You got a lot of other stuff going on in your life. So a six-weeks process doesn't really fit into that. Why does it take so long? There's a number of different reasons. Um, So first off, uh, a life insurance policy is what's called fully underwritten, or the ones that we sell. And what that means is we really need to look and understand your health history to make a decision about what we think the right price for you is. Right. Like if you're a smoker and you're fat, you're going to pay a lot more for your life insurance. Exactly. And so traditionally, what that means is there's a lot of paperwork that goes back and forth. There's a lot of time for us looking at those things and making decisions. What we've really done to try to turn it on its head is say, you know, in this world where everything is digital and electronic, why don't we just take advantage of that? And so, so how do you do that? Okay. So uh, a customer can come to us and they can use the information on the website to figure out how much they need. They can actually apply completely online. What? So all the questions that typically might be sent to you in paper form or that are really confusing, we've made them easy to understand for you to answer yourself. Okay. But wait a second. Because, you know, I was a financial advisor in a previous life, so I remember those questions, which, by the way, is the most fun to ask a client who you think you know everything about, and then you're like, how many drinks do you have a week? And they have to answer that. And my favorite being, you know, do you take drugs? And then there's like a pause, and I'm like, don't lie. And yeah, I get wasted three times a week. You know, I smoke a lot of pot or whatever, but like you have to disclose it. Yeah. How do you verify that they're telling the truth? Because I, I mean, it's harder to tell a lie in person. Online, I would think it would be easier. So in some ways, it's actually we find oftentimes people really want to be honest with us. Um, so they actually bend over backwards to be honest with us. Sometimes in the, in the margins, they'll send us an email saying, by the way, here's what I really meant about this, right? So especially when they're by themselves on a computer and they don't fully sort of ha- have somebody to hold them through that process, um, they'll actually try to be overly honest with hmm. us in many ways. So all that being said, we definitely verifying the information that you tell us is really important to us. So what we do as a company is, In real time, once you tell us about yourself, we go out and we can collect information from databases that are out there with your permission to to verify that information. Now, you guys only sell term life insurance? We do. We sell only term life insurance and only fully underwritten term life insurance. Okay. But if do I have to get a medical exam if I'm getting more than a million bucks? We only sell up to a million dollars worth of insurance today. Uh um, And you... You may have to get a medical exam, but not necessarily. So what we'll do is we'll look at the, all the information that you told us about yourself. Mm-hmm. We'll look at all the information that we gathered about you on the internet. Mm-hmm. And we'll, in real time, in a matter of seconds, make a determination about can we give you a policy? Are we confident enough in the information? 
without having you to take a medical exam. Now, are you guys doing this in this sort of old time, I'm going to give you old time terms because I'm an old fart, standard versus preferred, or you get rated, are all those same terms applied like, okay, a standard policy, you're an eh health, okay, but preferred, you're super svelte, you're very fit, you're going to get a better rate, same deal? Yeah, it really is the same deal in terms of how we classify you at the end of the day. So ultra preferred is what the best rate class is, which means you you pay the least. I love that. I want to be ultra preferred. Who doesn't want to be right. ultra preferred? Right. <laughs> although it sort of does almost sound a tiny bit like a cigarette, like the ultra preferred. Ultra preferred. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm not a bit that way. What really what it means to most customers is they don't focus on the name. What they focus on, and rightfully so, is the price. Right. And so our philosophy is we want to give you the the best price on the coverage that you need that we can. And that's why we go through this process. Okay. So up to a million bucks. Up to a million bucks. Term only. uh, Various types of terms. So you could do 10. What's the shortest term you guys do? The shortest duration would be 10 years and the longest is 30 years. All right. So 10, 20, 30, right? Um, and, And since term life insurance really does kind of help. I'm going to make this up. I'm, uh, this is not scientific, so do not come and beat me up about it. But I would say in my old time experience of dealing with people, I probably use term 95% of the time, even with rich people. Yep. Right? We, we think term is a great use case, especially if you think about our customer. We really are focused on what we call the next generation life insurance customer. These young families who have young kids who probably are a little cash constrained Mm -hmm. and they're budgeting in their life, we think getting a really healthy amount of coverage and paying uh, on a monthly basis as little as possible is important for those customers. And so that's why for us, for our business, term life insurance makes a lot of sense. So I went on the website and I saw it says no commissions. What are you, the Red Cross? Like, how are you, pay, how are you making money? <laughs> uh, it's a great question. So um, we are, one of the things that we do is the policies that we sell are actually issued by Mass Mutual Life Insurance Company. Which, which owns a, you. Which owns us completely, yeah. And Mass Mutual is a very big, you know, life insurance company that's been around for 165 years. One of the great benefits of that, by the way, is ultimately with life insurance, what you're buying is a promise to pay. So having the backing of a big life insurance company to sort of fulfill that promise we think is really important. Um, So for us, the way we make money is the way large life insurance carriers make money, which is by issuing these policies and effectively a portion of the premium you pay uh, goes to the life insurance company. But to be clear, I mean, someone might be able to find a cheaper term policy with another carrier and you can't give them that answer. That's right. Uh, We we are not going to be the cheapest always for everybody. but what we are going to do is we really try to provide a really good rate for people with the best in class experience. And we think that's important in an age where, quite honestly, people are just foregoing getting coverage, right? Individual life insurance ownership rates are at historical lows. And so that's part of- That's nuts. It's ridiculous. That is so nuts. Like, let's just pause for a second on that. Why is that? Is that because people are tight and they're like, oh, one less bill? Or is it that, like, I can't trust those sleazy insurance dudes and I don't want to go there? I think it's a number of different things. I think there are a lot of misconceptions about life insurance, first off. People don't always understand if they need it, when they need it. 
And actually, the biggest misconception in my mind is they don't understand how affordable it can be. Right. It's super cheap if you get in the term policy. It's really, I always say it's a fraction of what you're paying on your cable bill or oftentimes your Starbucks bill. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and it's really important coverage for families. So I think number one is there's misconceptions out there. And number two is obviously we really believe that by making the process easier and faster for people, they're going to be more likely to buy because- Let's be honest, in today's day and age, we expect a great customer experience no matter where we go. So why did you, did you form the company and then Mass Mutual bought you or did you bring the idea to them? I formed the company first yeah. and then really looked around for a big life insurance company to partner with and Mass Mutual was really a great partner in helping us sort of build this vision. Did you make a few shekels selling us or what? <laughs> a couple shekels, although the exchange rate on shekels these days not makes so it hot. not so hot. Not so hot. <laughs> This is Better Off with Jill Schlesinger. We'll get back to our interview with Yaron Benzvi of Haven Life in just a second. And I mean, really, who doesn't want a good, positive customer service experience or customer experience? I mean, you hear these terrible stories about people getting frustrated. It really does add to your anxiety. And frankly, I think that that's one of the things that we are so delighted about technology. Sometimes it feels easier to go online and deal with our financial life. Our sponsor, Betterment, is another example of using technology to enhance your financial life. They help you answer lots of different questions. How should I manage my money? How am I going to retire on time? How am I going to lead the life I want to lead during retirement? Betterment has technology that helps you plan for the future and manage your investments intelligently with special attention paid to lowering fees and minimizing taxes. They check all the boxes, globally diversified portfolio, automatic rebalancing, and tax-efficient features. For those who have more complex finances or just want someone to talk to, Betterment offers two additional service plans that give you access to CFP professionals and licensed financial experts. You don't have to waste your time and money worrying about how you will plan for the future. Sign up through our podcast link and you can get one month managed free. Visit betterment.com slash better off for the offer and more information. So what's your background? Why? I mean, besides the fact you were just like this consumer who had a rotten experience, you're, you're not a... I'm going to make some assumptions. You're not right out of college. So what did you do before this? You can tell, huh? My gray hair gives I that like away. it, though. Yeah? I okay. like it. It works for you. <laughs> um, so, you know, I've always been what I call an early stage company guy. So I love kind of founding companies and doing creative things from the ground up. And I've always done that in technology settings, actually, first in media. Uh, I started in uh, television and the internet and then moved to social media and actually then started my own companies. So... I uh, actually started an early uh, asset manager, a fintech company that I sold after a few years. And then that's when I sort of found myself looking around and saying, what do I think is interested in the financial services space that could really use better technology, better customer experience? So why not, instead of going to Mass Mutual, why not just do this yourself and make it like we're going to, my algorithm is going to go out and find you the cheapest policy out there? Why not do that? So, What I really realized when I started the company was to do what I wanted to do, which was to make this process really easy and simple for people and to solve a lot of the pain points that I thought were there. You needed to be a life insurance carrier 
and not just an, an agent or an intermediary, right? So mm -hmm. you think about a lot of the things that the life insurance carriers do, it's the underwriting, it's the full customer experience, it's how we follow up. Those things are really important to building a great relationship with a customer. And so when I started the company, I wanted to be able to address all those problems. Now, going out and starting a life insurance company uh, is That's a much hard. bigger deal. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh, for all the regulations sure. and the capital requirements and some of those things. So not that you are going to speak on behalf of MassMutual. You have this partnership, and they obviously are sort of in a weird way cannibalizing their own business, right? Because if some you know dude out there who's a MassMutual agent is got a wants to write a five hundred thousand dollar term policy? Is he going to then say just go to Haven Life? You don't need me. So we actually don't look at it that way. We really think that we're going after a different kind of customer in a different way. And so if you think about our customer, our typical customer is about thirty five, thirty six years old, is younger with young kids. And this is kind of a great solution for that particular customer, which isn't really kind of cannibalizing the business. It really is expanding the opportunity. So where do you want to take this thing? What, like, they, they bought your company, you're there, you're, you're running the, you're the CEO of this sub. Are you going to get bored with this? Are you like out of there in a few years or what? No, I mean, I think there's so much more opportunity and I really do believe we're just getting going. Uh, I mean, to me, the thing that really keeps me going is, first off, I think there is a real need for this product, right? I think, you know, you're here all about talking about how to make people's lives better with your financials. After your basic budgeting, if you have financial dependence, I really believe this is the next thing you need to think about. And it just breaks my heart when people don't. Yeah. And I'm the guy who literally a couple nights ago, you know, gets a text now as people know me as the life insurance guy. And they say, you know, my friend just got diagnosed with terminal cancer, what can you in the life insurance uh, industry do for me? And it breaks my heart. Yeah. So my mission is to get this product for people who need it before they enter into that situation. Do you have any um, ambition to expand like beyond a million dollars or would that require almost an automatic underwriting medical exam or and you don't want to do that? I mean, because obviously there's plenty of 35 or 40 year olds who need you know, a million and a half bucks of life insurance, and it just should be term. So why not serve that person? I really, um, I think we we will at some point think about it, but I think we're going to let our customers tell us what's important. Uh, quite honestly, a lot of our customers today, they get about $600,000 worth of life insurance, so we really are serving the need of most of the people who come to us. Oh, that's cool. Um, if that changes, we'll definitely look at how we can support that. Do you refer other cases to mass mutual agents that don't fit in your box? Uh, we don't do that today, but you know what we try to do is say, you know, these are the cases that we can support, and if not, you know, we're happy to, you know, there's other great resources online you can use as well. Um, well, this is a. It, I, I gotta tell you something. It's a, it's very easy. It's seamless. That's what's kind of nice about it. Are there other insurances that could lend themselves to your technology? Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, you know, when I talk about the solutions that our customers need, I think that's what's going to guide us. But I do think. Um, other types of protection are definitely things that make sense, especially if we could bring the same kind of technology and ease of customer experience to that, right? So those are the things that we'll look at. All right, you're a fintech guy, and you've now disrupted insurance. Tell me what else in financial services were you thinking about disrupting? Um, you know, I think when I look at it, I actually think we're kind of through the cycle of things often start with 
very transactional components in financial services, banking. Then they go to sort of brokerage and asset management, and insurance is almost where technology propagates to at the end. Mm -hmm. So I think we're kind of at the tail end of that. Interesting. That's sort of interesting. What do you make of the the fintech asset management? Do you think that it's a bit crowded in the field? Do you think what do you, what are your views on that? You know, I think it's um, it's such a great space and it's very exciting. I think there's a few really great players out there doing fantastic things. Uh, Betterment is obviously one um, that I think has been doing a great job, really getting the mission out there. Um, I do think there's others as well, and I think. It's a, it's a very important business. It's a tough business to be in, uh, but one full of opportunities. All right. Before we end our interview, you get the second very important question. Let's so the first was, you know, your best money decision, and you said it was automating the retirement plan. Set it and forget it. What's the worst money decision you made? Hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I. I think it's almost the opposite of that, to be quite honest. So I think there's times where I've had a little bit of extra cash sitting around, and I'm the guy who said, no, no, the market's really hot right now, and I'm going to sit out and wait. And just having that sort of propensity of trying to time the market, every time I do that, I lose. I know. Isn't it funny? It's you're like, just I, unbelievable. Yeah. You're like, oh, so this market timing stuff really doesn't work, it's, right? Yeah. And it, you always think that you're the person that's going to be the exception. I know. And you're smarter and it's just, I'm not smart enough. I know. No one is. Yeah. So you don't worry. The okay. algorithm will tell you. <laughs> Yaron Ben Zvi, the CEO of Haven Life. Thank you so much for joining us here on Better Off. It's been great to be here. Thanks for having me. You're listening to Better Off with Jill Schlesinger. Okay, it's time for our favorite part of the show. It's the listener call. If you've got a question, financial question, just shoot us an email. Ask Jill at betteroffpodcast.com. Ask Jill at betteroffpodcast.com. And, uh, you know, what's so cool is that we get to talk to people all over the place because, you know, it's an international connected world. Here, then, is our very first caller from Pakistan. It's Dixon who's on the line. Hi, Dixon. Welcome to Better Off. What can I do for you? I've been listening to your show since the first episode, and I really like uh, what you guys had to offer. And I've noticed on some of your previous calls, people call in to sort of get an assessment to see where they are and if they're saving enough or not saving, uh, you know, or if they're saving too much. Right. And that's the long lines of what I was trying to get at. Okay. Tell me about yourself. Okay, so I work as a security contractor, and I guess you want to know about income and all yep. that and stuff, right? Yep. Yeah, okay, so I make about 120 a year. Uh, that's, you know, from my pay and whatnot. I, I own a house, which I bought about two years ago. I own about 120 on that right now. What's the house worth? The car. The, uh, well, I bought it for 160 or 120 I'm, I'm not sure. I think the last estimate I saw was it was still worth around the same or more of what I bought it for. Great. Is, so who's yeah. living in it now that, you, um, that you're overseas? Oh, I'm glad that you asked that. Right now, since I'm overseas, the house gets rented. So it actually brings, my mortgage is about $1,000 a month, mm -hmm. and the rent brings in about 1250 So I just throw all the rent money into the mortgage. What's the mortgage interest rate? Uh, 3.125. I don't know if you have to pay that off, but okay, let, let's leave that. At, so you're putting about 250 bucks a month extra towards the mortgage, right? Yeah. Okay. I, what I do is, um, yeah, because I make my monthly payments as well, which I'm told is a very good thing to do versus one time a month. Mm. So plus the extra, and then come tax season, what I did last year is I threw twelve grand straight into principal. I'm going to do the same year, the same thing this year when my tax return does come in. Okay. 
not necessarily my favorite idea, but I'm listening. Tell me more. You said you had a car? Yeah, I got a car. Um, I owe about five grand on it, and uh, that should be paid off in the next five months. Wait a That's second. Wh- uh, hold on a second. What's yeah. the interest rate on that? Uh, it was like 3.99. All right. Instead of using your tax refund to pay down principal on your mortgage, just get rid of the car loan. Let's okay. start there, okay? So that's okay. number one. So use your refund and pay off the car loan. The reason is that the car is a depreciating asset. So it's even if though it's a very cheap interest rate, you're essentially paying somebody money and interest for an asset you know is going down over time. So I'd prefer if you're going to be trying to get rid of debt, let's get rid of that first. So you're going to pay that off in less than four months. Tell me a little bit more about what else is going on in your financial life. I got a girlfriend, but I'm not married or anything. I don't have a kid. So over here where I work, all my expenses are pretty much taken care of. So the money that does come in either goes in and saving or paying off my bills and whatnot. That's but I good. I save a lot of money. Are you, are you a, when you say you're, I mean, you work for a contractor, are you an employee of the firm or are you yourself a contractor to the company? Well, we see ourselves as a contractor, but they see us as employees. But uh, I work for a very small company. They don't have a 401k, if that tells you anything. Hmm. Uh, so all the saving that I do do, like, uh, for example, last year I sat down with a credit unit that I'm with mm-hmm. and, um, you know, went through the, my plans and what I want. I told them I wanted to save for retirement and whatnot. That's my yeah. focus is saving for retirement. But uh, I set up a plan with them, and after some time, you know, I... Uh, I don't know. I felt like I was taking a little bit of advantage, though, because I started. I found out the hard way about load funds. Oh yeah, I've heard you talk about them, and you know, talking about uh, people should be you should deal with people who are fiduciaries and whatnot. And uh, I later contacted them to ask them more about my situation, and uh, they were very shady. So that, that needed to say, I I pulled some of the money out of there. I still have my RA with, with the company that they set me up with, mm-hmm. which I maxed out last year. I plan on maxing out my IRA, my IRA again this year. I have a traditional IRA, not a Roth, because uh, make too I much. Told, I, I make too much. You're on the edge, yeah. but yeah, you probably do. I'm just okay. So here's what I'm thinking about: a couple of things. Mm-hmm. First of all, you're right. Get out of anything that's a loaded fund. Get out. How much money do you have in the IRA right now? I think about fifty-seven hundred. I, I I maxed it out last year, and then it made a few hundred dollars. Okay, got it. And you'll max it out again this year. Any other money just sitting in savings or anything else that's going on? Yeah, I have um, I have about a hundred thousand dollars in savings. Mm, that's good. <laughs> and then I got a lot of money in stocks as well, different types of uh, how uh, much investments. Uh, well, I have about twenty grand right now for stock purchases. Okay, so you've got. So I'm just going to repeat this because we, you're breaking up a little bit, and then we're gonna. Then you can just listen to me as I talk you through what I think should be going on right now. So you said that you've got uh, some money in a target retirement fund through USAA, a hundred grand in a savings account in the credit union, um, some CDs, and uh, twenty thousand bucks or so. Um, in some individual stocks. So big picture view for you, Dixon, is that actually it sounds like you're an amazing saver. What I would be interested to see is whether or not we could finagle you being able to put in your own retirement plan. And, And this may be a question for an accountant or even for your own company. You know, when you're an employee of this firm, 
but they don't offer a 401k, it's kind of a bummer because you're an employee and yet you, you know, so if you were an independent contractor yourself to your company, you could put in your own 401k plan and you could defer over 50 grand pre-tax into that plan. So I'm chomping at the bit trying to figure out how we can get you to have a status that would allow you to do that. So put that on your list of like, hmm, wonder if I could figure out how to be an independent contractor to this company rather than an employee. That said, if you can't, you've got the IRA, you've got to roll over your thrift savings plan from your military time and put that into your IRA. Um, And then you actually, because you have cash sitting around, I probably would convert the money that you have in your traditional and and that rollover money into a Roth IRA. You'll just have to pay the taxes, but you got the money sitting in cash. Short of that, what I probably would look at doing is instead of having, you know, 100 grand sitting in savings, get some of that money to work. I mean, it may not be tax efficient. The worst case scenario is I have to have a plain old general investment account invested in some sort of efficient, low cost system. That's great. I'm not a huge fan of the stock, individual stock picking, but, you know, frankly, if you have you know, 150 grand or so, and 20 of it is your fun money stock picking account, fine, go for it. Just make sure you're doing that in a efficient way, meaning low cost. So with the money that's currently in savings, I think that you need to really decide how much of that money you really want around, whether you really need that much in savings. The rest gets invested for, you know, call it supplemental retirement. And from there, you know, you can do lots of different things But again, with an eye towards keeping your costs down, you know, in my mind, you should be investing at, you know, age 30-ish or so um, with some idea of, you know, risk and take that into account and your feelings about risk. But generally speaking, you're probably going to be more in stocks than bonds, more like 70-30 and keep those expenses down, you know, keep it under, you know, hopefully a quarter of 1% on an annualized basis. So that means index funds, it means robo-advisors, it means whatever it means to you, but keep those expenses down and um, pay off the car loan. And don't be so quick to pay off that mortgage. I mean, I know you want to, but 3.125%. That is a very cheap mortgage. I think you're going to do better over time investing in a diversified portfolio. So Dixon from Pakistan, good luck. Thank you so much for calling and uh, keep listening to Better Off. We'll keep you company in Pakistan. Awesome. Thank you, Jill. Much appreciated. That's another episode of Better Off. Thanks again to Yaron Benzvi, the CEO of Haven Life. Don't forget, we've got our bonus episode that comes out on Tuesdays and the longer form every single Thursday. You can subscribe via iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can find me on Twitter. My handle is at Jill on Money. That's at Jill on Money. Just use the hashtag Better Off. You can also reach me via email. Ask Jill at betteroffpodcast.com. That's ask Jill at betteroffpodcast.com. And if you wouldn't mind, please leave us a review or a rating in iTunes. It really will help us out. Better Off is sponsored by Betterment. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Delarcio produces. I'm Jill Schlesinger. See you next week.